class. Okay, just time out for a second. Yeah. So, just to prove this point, my office is quite a ways away from where Dave teaches. I mean, quite a ways away. And the door was closed, and I could hear this muffled screaming coming down the hallway to the point where I literally got off and I was like, I need to find out what's going on. So I just want to, I just want to assure. Welcome to Hallway Conversations. We're a trio of educators who have plenty of questions about teaching and learning and school culture, and we believe in the value of collaboration and reflection as we seek to keep growing as teachers. So this podcast is our place for thinking out loud together about issues in education and why they might matter to Christian educators. Welcome to the conversation. Hello everyone, welcome to Hallway Conversations. My name is Matt Beamers. And I'm Dave Mulder. I'm Abby DeGrill. Richard Mao has a wonderful book titled The Life of the Mind. It is a short but important book and I encourage you to read it. Chapter 11 in that book is one I've read many times. It's called Safe Spaces for Playing Around. In that chapter, Mao says, safe spaces are essential for intellectual explorations. And he goes on to share a vignette of having a hallway conversation with a colleague that often concluded with the colleague stating, well, I have to get back to my office to play around with a few ideas. As we begin season three, I think those lines capture what we are trying to do here. We're trying to create safe space for all of us, you and us, to learn together. And one of our deep hopes is that you might be encouraged to go back to your classroom, your staff room, your boardroom, or your hallway and play around with some new ideas. If you are new to Hallway Conversations, one of us brings a question or we respond to a question from a listener each week. And the questions from the listener, quite honestly, are the most fun for us. Mm -hmm. In that context, we would like to hear from you. So please email us or send us a recording of your question and we'll do our best to play around with it. Please send your questions to hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. That's hallwayconvospod at gmail.com. Today's question comes from Dave Mulder, and here it is. All right. So we're just uh, at the end of our first week of of teaching for our semester here, and I guess this is the question that I've been playing with myself for for this week. What's something that you have learned or remembered about teaching after this first week? Something you've learned or remembered about teaching after the first week? Looking at you, Abby. Okay. Where where should we start? All right. Um, I remembered... And I forget because you we ended at the end of a semester, right? right. Obviously, um, how important it is, and also how hard it is to get to know students. Mm-hmm. If you have mm-hmm. no conception of who they are coming yeah. into a class, right? So this is the first fall that I most of my students I've actually had before. So I started teaching an intro level class two years ago, where I had all of the all of our level one students here at Dort. And now those students have matriculated up into my upper level classes, Mm -hmm. whereas before I was meeting all those upper level students for the first time in those upper level classes. And now they come in and I've had them before. And I already know them, I know their names, I know like the basics of their story, I know what -hmm. what their majors are Mm -hmm. and their endorsements. And it's just so much richer right away. Mm -hmm. I also am teaching that 135 course right now and remembering, oh yeah, I have to get to know all of these new people that I have no idea who they are. Yeah. And and the, so I guess the contrast is what's doing it for me because mm. before I was always learning everyone and so maybe I just took for granted like this is what you do. But now I'm realizing with that contrast like 
oh yeah, this is this is a lot. Right. To learn that, yeah. it's tiring, but it's also like it shows in those upper level courses how much it pays off. Totally. When you do it well, because we're all we're just like on the ground, rich in conversation, running mm -hmm. in ways that would not have been possible if I didn't know them already. So as you're saying that, I'm thinking about when I taught middle school, and I taught seventh and eighth graders. Uh, yeah. So I typically would have, and I know there's schools that do looping where uh, even at the elementary level you might end up teaching the same group of students. Sure. Time. And how great that is with that group of students that yeah. you already know, and like like you're saying, you just feel like you can hit the ground running right yeah. out of the gate. And that doesn't diminish the importance of taking time to get to know all the new students too, right? right? But that is right. something to remember for us. Yeah. It, it reminds me of I. I taught with an amazing teacher, uh, Heidi Walters, and one of the things she would she told me at the end of the year is, is what sometimes made it hard is that, you know, wh when the year starts in September, she's a grade one teacher. She was she was teaching students who just came out of kindergarten, mm -hmm. and when the year ended, she was teaching students who were on the cusp of going into grade two. Yeah, and then having to start all over again right. in September. Not all of a sudden, like I'm teaching grade twos in June. Right. And in September, I'm teaching kindergartners who are just, yes. and just the contrary, like the yeah. energy, and to take the long view. I think that's one of the right. things I, I, so I remembered actually Heidi's words this week, because <laughs> in the first, when we started school, school last week, I suddenly re missed my students from last Right, totally, totally. totally. Yeah. Like, man, like, we worked hard, we learned together, yeah. we built relationship together. And now I'm starting all over again. But then I also remembered, I can't wait for December. Like, not yeah. to be done. No, no. But, like, right. like to have that, like, I because I don't know any of these students yeah. so in that sense. Like, I get, for me, I get one shot at this. And I got four months, and we're starting from scratch. And so I was reminded of, like, the importance, as much as I want to get to my to-do list. Like, right. the, the, I got right. these learning targets. I got these things to do. I was just reminded the importance of investing in some of that relationship building, yeah. whether yeah. you're teaching five-year-olds or 20, 21-year-olds, mm -hmm. yep. like you just need to do some of that hard work because it allows all those other things that you want to happen it in class to happen. It pays, yeah. Yeah. pays dividends, right? So you're you're investing in that sense mm -hmm. um, for, for something greater. Like it, it pays dividends relationally, but even learning. Because you're trying to create this safe space where people can put themselves out there, and and we know, you know, like we know, like how students feel at the end of their first week of school, whether university, grade one, middle yeah. school, is generally how they might feel about it at the end of the year. So you sort of want to you <laughs> want to hit the ground running relationally to say, hey, like we value the learning, but we also value you and I'm not going to sacrifice one right. for the other. Right. Yeah. No pressure, but you know. <laughs> no, no, but I, it's, but, but there's a truth to, there's a truth yeah. to that, right? Sure. And yeah, I don't mean it as a pressure. Not at all. No. But, but it's just, I was con, I'm conscious of that in my, yeah. in my own, in my own teaching, whether we like it or not, they're forming judgments in that, in that first Ooh, week. That's right. And I was, I was reminded of that this week. Yeah. And so Pressure or not, we know that to be to be true. How about you, Dave? Week one done. Yeah. So one of the things that I always struck by, I have a reputation for being very energetic and enthusiastic in class. Okay, and, just time and, out for a second. Yeah. So just to prove this point, my office is quite a ways away from where Dave teaches. I mean quite a ways away. And the door was closed. And I could hear this muffled screaming coming down the hallway <laughs> to the point where I literally got off and I was like, I need to find out what's going on. So I just want to, I just want to assure 
Mildly energetic is not accurate. Dave is understating the case. Sorry, I digress. Go ahead, No, no, no. Well, and I guess I would just say I was reminded how much that enthusiasm really does matter yeah. for setting that yeah. context. And not like I want to just like act a role. Um, I've, I've said to students before, because I talk, you know, teaching future teachers, mm -hmm. I talk with them about this. It's like, you have to be yourself, right? And I, I still, still sometimes, after how many years I've been teaching, think of this like, yeah, so I'm playing a character when I'm in the classroom, but the character is me. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. just me with my eyebrows up, but I'm going to talk with my whole body, yeah. right? Yeah. And, yeah. And especially at the beginning of the semester, I just feel like that's such a, a welcoming thing to demonstrate that kind of enthusiasm. And so, yeah, I guess being yourself matters, but um, come come in with your eyebrows up if you can, yeah. right? Uh, eyebrows like, up. What, what, do we, what do we get to do? Were you also tired, Dave? Oh, I was exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I think, the funny part, right? Like, teaching takes so much out of me. And and I love I love the work I love every part of what yeah. I get to do. I said this to my wife the other night. Uh, it was just last night, and it was eight thirty. I was like, I'm exhausted. I think I'm gonna go to bed, and I didn't go to bed. But I could have. Mm -hmm. I probably would have fallen asleep if I'd gone yeah. to bed at eight thirty because yeah. it's just exhausting work. It is. These first yeah. couple weeks. Do you feel yeah. that too? Yeah. 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 And I and I feel like it's it's physically exhausting. Like it takes a lot. You know, like it, I'm sure everyone who's listening, no different than the three of us, you're <laughs> you're literally putting your whole self into it. Oh, physically, right. you're putting your whole self into it. Emotionally, right? Like you're, you know, you're you're have to be fully present and paying attention and listening and and you're sort of making. You think about at any age level, all the decisions you're making in even a 45 oh, yeah. minute lesson. Do I respond? Do I answer? Do I do I respond to this question? Do I, um, you know, deal with that classroom management issue? Like, there's all these li literally these moving parts on a classroom, and and I find it find it exhausting. I, I was also reminded like this week of just the work that it, that goes on behind the scenes mm. to make sort of this 45 minute lesson. Right. Hopefully, there's no guarantees. We all know that as educators, <laughs> in the hopes that something magical might happen right. in, the, in those 45 minutes. Yeah. But, right. but I just think about the, like, I almost forgot in a few short months, like the amount mm -hmm. of intentional planning that has to take place um, yeah. where things, and finding that balance of like, here's the script, right? And but how do I also play in the sandbox with yeah. it? Like, yeah. like Daryl, my friend Daryl DeVore often talks about like, right? Like, like plan, plan tight, hang loose, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. sort of that idea of like, and that's a delicate balance. And even that in itself can be, be exhausting. Yeah. So I think I was just reminded of that, of, of, of all the work that it takes. And, and I, I know our listeners know that too. Right. Right? And, and, it's, that, and, and that planning is especially important, I think, in that first week. Oh yeah, right. Absolutely. Even Absolutely. more so. Right. Why do you say that? Well, yeah, and I was reminded of this yesterday. Um, I did a group work um, project in one of mm -hmm. my classes where they had to prep something, and then I had like a protocol to go through. And I gave them these are college students. I gave them roles yep. in their group. Yeah. Um. So they either had to like be the presenter and report out, or they had to be like the manager and like keep everybody on task. Mm -hmm. They had to be like mm -hmm. the reflector on how it went. They had yeah. to be so. So they had very specific tasks and they had a very specific like questions to answer about yep. about their work. And I 
as I was setting it all up and making all of these Google Docs for all seven groups, yeah. and I was like, is this overboard? Like, yeah. I, I I was questioning myself, yeah. right, yeah. as I was prepping it. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is a lot. And it's these a are, lot. <laughs> and these are seniors in college, yeah. right? Is this necessary? Could they have these conversations yeah. without mm. all of this? And then I asked them very specifically on there how it went. Yeah. And the feedback I got on how much they liked the structure mm. totally convinced yeah. me that it's worth that extra work to set yeah. them up well to have those conversations. Like, we could dig deeper into this because we, we knew exactly what our role was and yeah. exactly what we were supposed to be doing. And they didn't have to, like, figure that all out among yeah. themselves. And yeah. so it allowed them to get further with the material. That's a good reminder, though, right? Like, that level of intentionality, yeah. and especially at the beginning, right? Yeah. That's, that to, to set some expectations, like, does that mean I have to do all of this work every time also? Right. Well, it might. Right. But... It also kind of says to the students, like, I'm going to be prepared for this class, yeah. and you're going to come here, and you're going to work yeah. in this class, yeah. and you're going to learn a lot. And, and this is not just, like, a social hour. I have very high expectations for this to yeah. be, yeah. like, a productive meeting where you are learning from each yeah. other. But I also, sort of, one of the things I noticed that you also just said is I asked them for feedback on it. Mm -hmm. Like, I actually really appreciate that you said that, Abby. Yeah. Like, to, because that actually can take courage, like, to say... Yeah. Like you're basically saying, evaluate this mm -hmm. work. Evaluate my work here. Like, was it was it worth it? And mm -hmm. to get that kind, specific, mm -hmm. and helpful feedback from them, and it's just a reminder for me. I th I think, and you know, and I encourage teachers too to 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 ask the question, right. and also hopefully to trust that it's not the response is not personal. Like yeah. whether it's good or like they're you're just asking yeah. for feedback. Yeah. And and I'd also say if, if you don't really want it. Don't ask, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Honestly, if you're not going to do, do anything with it, right? Yeah. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah. How about Dave? Another thing that comes up yeah. for you as you think about this? So I teach a lot of first-year students. And, yeah. and for any listeners out there, if you're teaching students in times of transition, so I'm thinking of kindergarten mm -hmm. teachers, uh, you know, folks who are teaching kids coming into middle school, kids coming into high school. Uh, I teach a lot of first-year students. Just to, to normalize asking questions, that, mm. that questions are good. Yeah. Questions are normal. Yeah. It's okay to ask questions. I always tell students I get worried when no one's asking questions yeah. because then I think everyone's just nodding along and pretending, yeah. right? Um, but I've had that reminder so clearly this week. I try to meet up with all of my first-year students in just a little five-minute getting-to-know-you conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was reminded again how much that matters. And, mm. and actually just to, to hear their story in their own words and yeah. to like make that kind of deliberate time. Yeah. And then I always close those conversations. What are you wondering at yeah. this point? And the diversity of wonders mm -hmm. that they have from like, how does our field experience for this class work to, okay, uh, when are papers actually due and how do we hand them in yeah. to, am I okay if I am late to class once in a while yeah. because I need mm -hmm. to grab lunch or, you know, like yeah. those kinds of wonders. And it just normalizes that, like mm. that it's okay. Yeah. to wonder things yeah. and yeah I don't know that I feel like sometimes we as teachers I'll point the finger at myself I as a teacher somehow like expect students to just know things yeah and sometimes that's content sometimes it's more procedural mm -hmm. things but like it, I was reminded how important it is to teach them the things that I want them to know mm -hmm. yeah. and and if I can welcome them to to wonder and to ask questions about the content about the process about yeah. the procedures about the protocols right. 
that that helps. It brings them along and invites them in. This this is something done for them and not something to them. Well, I, and just as I hear you talk, Dave, one of the words that comes to my mind is just the word hospitality, right? Yeah. In a sense, you are you are the host, trying to be, and, yeah. especially, <laughs> and, and especially if you're a, you know new and everything is new, like you've never lived away from home, you've right. never like right. ev literally everything is new here. There, there's that can lead to feelings of insecurity, right? And you just mm -hmm. want to. So just the idea of like, hey, I feel cared for. Like it reminds me of like in in elementary school, if you're a new student and you're among many people who know all the unwritten rules, yeah. one of the they're not thinking about the learning or the lesson. They're like, I just want to know where the bathroom is. Mm -hmm. Right. I just want yeah. to know where where I have to sit when I enter the room. Like right. please just don't make me partner up on the first day with people I I don't know because I know that's how that's gonna go mm -hmm. and so. So I think at, in different age levels, it, it just remind it just reminds me of like, hey, like what does it mean to be a, a good host as the adult right. in the room and yeah. create those safe spaces? Because because I I and this is true as adult. At least I can speak for myself as as someone who's forty nine years old now. Little things are still big things. Mm -hmm. Like those little like uh, having been new here in this community last year, man, like it was it was unsettling to come from a place where I felt like I knew the culture, mm -hmm. the community. Mm -hmm. You know the unwritten rules, the written rules to come to a place where it's like, I, I don't even know like if I can do is this expected or not. It's like and who's gonna tell you and 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 you both know you you actually were both really important people for me last year to have find a few safe people to say as ridiculous as this sounds, I know I can ask Abby or Dave any question yeah. and for for teachers to create that culture in their own classroom. As ridiculous as it sounds, it's not. I'm asking you to trust me with this. I will honor the question. For, mm -hmm. for our students, for, for their families. Yeah. Other new teachers. For, yeah, colleagues. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Uh, what does it mean to care for them? It also, Dave, made me think like this idea of asking questions like, I'm really going to put you guys on the spot here. But isn't wasn't there, this is very random, this idea of like, as teachers, when you use the phrase something like, what questions do you have oh, yes. for me? Yeah. Or, so help me out here. So that, yeah, no, instead of saying, questions. do you have any questions? If you yeah. can just reframe that and yeah. say, what questions do you have? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Because it, it does make an expectation then like everyone has questions. Yeah. And so do you have any questions? People say, well, I don't want to be the numbskull yeah. who's asking, right? right? But what questions do you have? Or I've even heard teachers say, okay, I'm going to pause here. Ask me three questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. And like, what, what happens then, right? Like, you're just going to wait mm -hmm. until someone asks yeah. that third question? Yeah. No. Someone's going to sure. ask then. Yep. Yeah. 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 No. Abby, anything else coming to your mind or after yeah. your after your first? You know, week? I I not only taught this week, I sent three kids to grade school, oh, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> give us a give us a parent perspective, Abby. Right, so I have a fifth grader and a kindergartner who are both in Those transition, transitions. Yeah. and I have a third grader who's kind of in the middle. So like we're we're on the cusp of like the middle school mm. age, and then I've got my baby going to kindergarten, and so yeah. I think too just and then randomly we had a family. Um, death and we had to fly to California this weekend after the first week of, of school and so my kids were kind of scattered to the wind after the first week and I didn't see them until Monday morning again right yeah. they were in bed when I got home yeah. and so I think too just as a parent like realizing how much families have going on that, mm. that we don't necessarily well, know the whole story of it's a good reminder right yeah. like, we see a slice we see a slice yeah. and there's a lot going on in everyone's life yeah. And so just that grace, I think, is is really important. It, it reminds me, your story also reminds me, I have a, a daughter who's a sophomore in high school, and yeah, still 
we're in a new place and and just how tired she was at the mm-hmm. end of just being around all these people mm-hmm. and the learning and and again I appreciate that you say that Abby like to not to not make assumptions about about our students right. or that you know that they they might love school but it's just hard for them mm-hmm. for different reasons and, and and many times reasons we don't know and how do we and can't fully know and can't yeah. fully know yeah. right I, I said to students um, I think on Friday, like to, to remember, like when you enter a classroom for like, to remember as a future teacher, right? Like your classroom for some students is going to be the safest six mm-hmm. hours or seven mm-hmm. hours of, of their day. Right. And so yeah. how do you give that strong sense of belonging and safety mm-hmm. and care? And the last thing on their mind that day might be, you know, numeracy or literacy. It's, it's all about emotional care and, and they might yeah. be distracted and, it really and quite often and we know this to be true has actually very little to do with school it actually mm-hmm. there's all those other things circling circling around in their head. That. like teaching is such a fearful thing isn't yeah. it like when you actually step back and think mm-hmm. about what we what we get to do what yeah. we're called to do yeah. here mm-hmm. it's a fearful thing yeah. Yeah. and and not in a negative sense right but just i guess in the the awe-inspiring sense of Let's not take this lightly yeah. That, yeah. That, that we have an opportunity to speak into our students' lives. Yeah. No, Dave, and it does make me think, like, we're, we're in a place where we work where they often um, talk about people holding different offices, mm-hmm. right? And the privilege of holding the office of teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and the responsibility that comes with that, right? Yeah, we get, to, we get to do this. But I also can find myself in a good way being humble to think, man, like, God's called me to this. Like what a like what a privilege, right? right. Like it's like wow, wow. Like I can't believe he's he's called. Yeah, like he's invited me into this. Like and I, and I I say that like as an encouragement for myself and for our listener, like to be confident of that call. But but it also helps me on those days where I feel like this is a lot. Like this was just really mm-hmm. hard today. Like I just can't. How do I keep going? And to be to be honest, for and I can only speak for myself, is that strong sense of calling is is what kind of carries me in that days. Yeah. Is to yeah. say, all right, Lord, you've called me to this. Mm-hmm. Now equip me for the work. Yeah, equip right? me for this work because it feels really hard. Hard. Oh. And on the days when it doesn't feel very hard, to have that strong sense of calling, and also to have a heart of gratitude for that, right? Yeah. To, to be thankful in yeah. all circumstances, so to speak. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, it's a good ending. Friends, we know that your time is valuable and we want to thank you for playing in the sandbox with us. Whether you have already started or are preparing to start, we hope that the Lord gives you what you stand in need of this school year. We'd like to send you into this day and this week with a blessing. So to our listeners who we are so thankful for, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace. Amen. Have a good week, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This podcast was quite literally dreamed up during one of our actual Hallway Conversations. Our music is by Ethan Mulder. Hallway Conversations is an independent podcast created and produced by Matt Beamers, Abby DeGroat, and Dave Mulder. Thanks for listening.